sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. One of the temptations that many of us fall prey to is to seize, to grab at, or to reach for the things that we want. And while sometimes that can bring happiness, at least in the short term, in the long term, it's a recipe for disappointment and regret. Instead, the Lord invites us to live in an attitude of receptivity. But what does that mean? What does it look like? And how can we do it? That's what we're going to talk about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of receptivity as opposed to seizing, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about this topic, if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I am joined in studio once again by my increasingly regular co-host, Renee Kranz. Hi, Renee. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm great. Would you, just in case somebody has not been listening? That's not possible. We get, no, that well, is possible is because possible. clearly you get new listeners. I mean, right. Yes. All the time. Viewers, listeners. Viewers, yes. All, all of the above. I am Renee Kranz. Uh, Director of Communications and Editor of the Bishop's Bulletin for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls. I'm from Sioux Falls, not originally. I don't know why I was about to say that. I am from Watertown originally. Um, Been married to Ryan for 19 years, and we live on the west side. Oh, boy. No, no. Always lived on the west side. But you church on the east side. I don't understand. I know, I know, I know. I've got a question for you before we get to the topic. Mm-hmm. My little tagline. We want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Totally off topic, Renee, but this is how we roll on ignition <laughs> as opposed to your highly scripted and pre-planned show, <laughs> Catholic Views. The adventure that comes you take that back. <laughs> from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Is that true? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Why? Um, if you let him steer you, it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just trust me. And that's a perfect example, for perfect perfect answer, response. See, I put the pen down and everything so I could. It's very excited if you aren't um, watching. If you aren't watching, if you're just listening. Very excited. For, for today's topic, uh, which I've titled Stop, Seize, Stop, Stop Seizing. And I like I did this one. And, and Start Receiving instead. That's that's not part of the title. Mm-hmm. Um, so this attitude of receptivity. So what you just said, if you let him, what'd you say again? Do you remember? Let him drive. Let him drive. Let him steer. I think you said, that what you I said, said steer. 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 Let him steer. No. I don't want to. Too bad. No. <laughs> He's going to anyway. <laughs> why don't I want to, Renee? Because you are you want control. And that's coming from someone who likes to have control. <laughs> <laughs> we have control issues, right? Yes. Um, in yes, we certain, do. <laughs> certain, um, certain personality types, we're high judgers, not that we look down on other people, but we want order. Mm-hmm. Um, we want control. Yes. So I joke all the time that I have control issues. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know if you joke about your control issues. Oh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so as a so so control issues is another way. Stop seizing. So to explain why, well, <clears throat> he's got his book out. What book is this, Renee? Um, that's the New Testament. 
It's but, right. Gospels no, or is it the whole Bible? It's the whole Bible. Say, sometimes I've seen them look like that where it's just yeah. the New Testament. This is, this is the entire Bible. So first okay. Samuel um, chapter 13, the setting is Saul, not Saul, the apostle. Cause that's new Testament. Mm-hmm. Saul, the first king of oh, Israel yeah, yeah. Okay. in the Old Testament, David's predecessor. Mm-hmm. So David is the most named person in the old, well, most named human person in the Old Testament. God's a few in there a few times. Yeah, maybe. But David is the most referenced person in the Old Testament, the greatest king. Jesus is the new David. We could say all sorts of things about that. But David was the second king of Israel after the failed kingship of Saul. Mm-hmm. So Saul... Um, Saul was was named the first king, and um, he was king for for some time. But things went south. Mm-hmm. Why did they go south? Why why did they go south? Why ultimately God would remove the kingship, um, the, di- the 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 idea of a dynasty, a royal dynasty, from the house of Saul and gave it to David. So there's a Davidic line, but there is no Saul line. So David was not. Related to Saul? No. Okay, can't no, remember. It's not Saul. Okay. Yeah, not related to Saul. That's, that's, I'm glad you asked. So there's a, there's a, a, a couple big reasons why Saul um, lost the royal line, uh, but one I want to mention in particular. So there's this big battle that's going to happen with Philistines, um, and Saul is at Gilgal. Uh, and Samuel told Saul to wait. Wait for seven days, and then I will come to offer sacrifice. Uh, and in chapter 13 of 1 Samuel, we read the following, verse 8 and following. He, Saul, waited seven days, the time appointed by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattering from him. That is from Saul. Okay. So, they're going to have to fight a big battle against the Philistines and 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 people, the Israelites, to to fight the army, if you will, um, is is coming together. But seven days comes and goes, and no Samuel to offer the sacrifice, and the people are starting to to, to leave, to right. wander away, to scatter. So Saul said, "Bring the burnt offering here to me, and the peace offerings." And he offered the burnt offering. And as soon as he had finished the offering, as soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him and salute him. Samuel said, what have you done? And Saul said, when I saw that the people were scattering from me, that you did not come within the days appointed, and the Philistines had mustered at, at Michmash. I said, now the Philistines will come down upon me at Gilgal, and I have not entreated the favor of the Lord. So I forced myself, I, I, I forced myself, <laughs> I forced myself and, offering the, and offered the burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord has appointed him to be prince over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. And Samuel arose and went up from Gilgal to Gebeah of Benjamin. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I actually have a... Like, this makes me think, if let's say the bishop was supposed to do TV mass and he didn't show up. 
everyone's getting real restless. And we're like, ah, Bill, go on. <laughs> but go on. You've I'm offered Bill, Bill up as the sacrifice. <laughs> Speaking of sacrifice, well, go, go say mass. Bill, go say mass. And he would like get to right, right after the, the host is the consecrated, but not consecrated. And the bishop would show up. What have you done? Renee told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, Samuel said, I will be there in seven days. Mm-hmm. Seven days comes and go. The arm is Saul. So is, is this Samuel's nervous. But, 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 but just as Bill has no power to say mass, Saul has no power right. to offer the sacrifice. He's not a, he's not a Levite. He's not a priest. Right. He's supposed to wait and he gets afraid and oh, yeah. he, he seizes. seizes and therein lies his undoing. Mm-hmm. The dynastic line will be taken from him and given to a man after the Lord's own heart, who we know is David. David. He lost a lot. He did lose a lot. He lo- yeah. So, so, um, I, I don't say this patronizingly. Poor Saul. I mean, not like oh, poor, but I mean, it's you're right because you. Well, but Samuel didn't come. Trust in the Lord. Okay, so I want to step back. So mm-hmm. when when I was reading it, Renee, so what, 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 I want to know what your reaction is. So you uh, you imagine um, TV mass and the bishop not showing up, but for your personal life, and not not necessarily a specific example, but just think about you, Renee, as a person, as a woman, as a disciple. Um, What's your response to that 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 account, that narrative, that that passage from First Samuel thirteen? Hmm. I've had opportunities to seize, and I I know I have. <clears throat> there have been times when I haven't, and the wait is so excruciating sometimes <laughs> to get to the thing you want to get to, and. It's really easy to lose the desire to wait right. and not seize. So why don't we wait? So the 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 the, the wait w a i t right mm-hmm. gets mm-hmm. excruciating. Why don't we wait? Why don't we wait? Because the world tells us we can do this by ourselves. Okay. And we want to do it by ourselves yep. because we're stupid humans. <laughs> I yep. haven't said that for a while. We're stupid, stupid humans. humans. Stupid, <laughs> stupid human tricks. Yes. Uh, what else? Well, the obvious one, sin. Right. <laughs> but that's the stupid human part. Uh, so, so sin. Let's. I want to go back to much further back in the Old Testament. I want to go back to the fall. What's Adam and Eve's, um, and there's a few answers to this question, which could be true. Um, but what's Adam and Eve's, what's the fundamental error that they make? They want to be like God and what, or be God. Yes, because, so fill in the blank here, because they don't blank God. They don't trust him. Trust. Yeah. So that is become, ever since then has become part of our DNA. We don't really trust God. Mm-hmm. So Saul doesn't trust that Samuel is going to show that the, the, that the prophet of the Lord will show up. You and I, the weight gets excruciating because secretly we're saying to ourselves, or whether we're saying it to ourselves or not, 
it's it's there lurking beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. It's not going to come. It's true. It's really hard to hear that. Why? It should it should be hard for all of us because we want to believe that we do. We want to believe that we're good. I'm a, that we want to. I go to mass. Yeah, exactly. I'm a good person, and and we we want to be there, but if, all of our nature like fights against that all the time. So it's almost seems unfair. Turn it, Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the good news is now, now if you folks, if you listen to last week's episode four sixty seven, where we talked about habits of missionary discipleship, mm-hmm. you'll learn about how. Um, the things we can do to over. So all those things we talked about last week, what they do when we live that way, we find the freedom that comes from being sons or daughters of God. Right. Right. So um, we become holier Mm -hmm. as we become grow missionary discipleship. As we follow Jesus more closely, we become holier and we become less Adamy or less Eve. (laughs) Right. right? (laughs) Yes. Um, So, so I, I, so darn it. It almost seems unfair and it is, in a way unfair, like I didn't choose to commit the original sin, but how many times have I committed actual sins that would just reinforce? That well, and, and even the same sin. If they hadn't right. done it, I was gonna, right. apparently. <laughs> right, yes. So I want to go back to the fall. So um, this is uh, Genesis 3 and following. Now the serpent was more subtle than any other wild creature the Lord had God made. He said to the woman, did God, did God say, you shall not eat of the tree of any garden? What what does Satan do? What did Satan do there? What does he do to you and I? But what did he, what's he doing there? He, he's really planting the seeds of distrust. Of doubt. Yeah. Did God really say? Yeah. What did he well, say? Maybe he didn't. And the woman said, we may, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but God said, you shouldn't eat of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. Naturally, you touch it lest you die. But the servant said to the woman, you, you won't die. die. <laughs> you will not die. So first, first, did God say? Oh, you won't die. And so he's right there calling him a liar. Right. So Satan plants within Adam and Eve's mind, mm-hmm. heart, doubt, and denial about who God is. Mm-hmm. So what happened, and, and so what becomes wired into our DNA, and yeah, we still, this is the human experience, which is overcome, please Lord, by grace over time, mm-hmm. um, is a suspicion that God, in fact, is a despot. Right. What's a despot? Um, what comes to mind when you hear that word? A harsh ruler, someone who wants to control you. Right. And don't, isn't that... like We don't like to be controlled. We may have control, even if you don't have control issues, we don't like to be controlled. Right, right. But we Especially have... Especially Americans. So <laughs> what... <laughs> don't you dare. Don't tread on me. <laughs> that's right. It's a song by a group that Bill knows well, but that's another story. Um... <laughs> What does the Bible tell us God is in truth, in fact? Uh, a good, good. A good father. Father. But what the devil tells us and what our broken humanity says is that he's not a good. So a good father desires what is best for us, even if sometimes he has to have to discipline us. So <clears throat> Bergwald children, listen very clearly. Oh, <laughs> no, but even when we're disciplined, um, that, that is proper discipline is because our parents love us, right? right? They want what they want, what is best for us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that, sometimes that requires discipline. So God is a father who loves us and desires what is best for us. He's not a despot, but because of original sin, because of Adam, Adam and Eve as the first two, um, hum, human beings, 
um, we have within us, in our broken humanity now, our fallen human nature, this doubt, this mistrust of God, and this belief that he's a despot. Mm -hmm. So... So is that the thing that makes us want control? Yes, because we don't trust him. Yeah. That makes sense. So I need to drive the ship of my life, the car of my Mm -hmm. life, because who else is going to? Him? Oh, I know. Yes, God is good. And And he loves me. He loves me. But not not really. (laughs) Not really. Bill just looked at us like we were crazy. You guys can't say that. Don't say that. I feel like that sometimes. Don't say that. Say that what? is how we feel. What? But because when you're when you start to say those the quiet parts out loud, the quiet parts like, out loud. Yes, <clears throat> it it's sometimes I say it like hurts your heart because right? you don't want to feel that way. You don't want to think that way. But we do think that way many times in our life in our day, without even knowing it. So yeah, okay. Pause. If you're just tuning in. <laughs> Uh, to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we're talking about stop seizing and start receiving. And we're talking about control issues. We're talking about uh, all the different... What are we talking about, Renee? Uh, God's a despot. The God's a despot. So he... he <laughs> right? So so this is... We're painting the bad picture, and I want to transition here to the more positive thing. So... The correct thing. The, the right. So we, we know what's true, even though, again, because of original sin, we're kind of hardwired to doubt. Mm-hmm to mistrust, to believe that God is a despot, but we, we know, or hopefully we know that at least, at least in our minds, we know the truth that he is a good, good father Mm -hmm. who loves us deeply and wants what's best for us. Because that's true, we need to stop seizing and start receiving. So the gesture for people, uh, if you're listening and not watching, seizing like clenched fist, Mm -hmm. receiving open hands. Right. That's a lot easier said than done, but we <laughs> yes. have to do it. So, so thinking about last week's episode, um, where we were trying to get really specific and concrete with practices, habits of missionary discipleship, how can we stop seizing and start receiving? Mm-hmm. How can, oh. I was well, going to restate a, the question. No, so you I, have could, a, I have a good example of this actually. And I may have talked about this once before, but when I'm, we're, we're in the middle right now this week of working on putting out the Bishop Sultan for August. When I'm working on that, especially if I'm writing a, the feature, which I did not write this month. So that was a little easier, but when I'm trying to write the feature, many times I am trying to control the, the deal and there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces to putting thing uh, the bishop's bulletin together. I'm trying to control it, and yep. I'm not, and it makes it difficult for me to write. So I have to like say to myself, okay, it's time to go next door to the cathedral and pray about it. Mm. And then it when I do that, when I'm like, okay. I got to give it to you because clearly I'm stuck. I'm whatever. I'm trying to control this too much. Um, I need help, whatever it might be. And then amazingly, every, I don't know why I don't just amazingly. do this at the beginning like a normal person, but it, it starts to come together right. after that because I've let go of the, the clenched fists and been like, okay, I'm just got to give it to you because I can't do this right. by myself. Right. 
Because we still we still have this idea that if we don't, nobody will. If well, we don't, right. he won't. Right. That I have to. Right. Because nobody else is going to, including him. Yeah. Even though we know, hopefully, hopefully. And, 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 and I've even experienced it. And yet I still, every month. Right. right. <laughs> um, so the church teaches, I didn't bring the catechism, but divine providence, that everything that happens is part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really believe that, for sure. You do. Mm-hmm. You really believe it. I do, and yet I don't act like it, do I? <laughs> so there's a. <laughs> oh, you got me. The, <laughs> I be, I believe it, but sometimes I really believe it. Right. But not enough. Right. Uh, there's a saying I came across years ago that so so the other Renee in the building, Renee mm-hmm. Leach, she 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 would say she'd say it back to me all the time. A friend of mine said to me once. Do you really believe that what you believe is really real? real? I've heard that before. I have it written down somewhere at home. Do you really believe that what you believe is really real? Mm-hmm. So divine providence, God is a loving father. We say those things, but are they just platitudes right. that we stick on the wall of our mind, if you will, the wall of our life mm-hmm. and it stays there. And I never really pay attention to right. it. Or so do you really believe that what you believe is really real. Do you really believe that God is a loving father, that he's got a plan? Everything that's happened, everything that's happening is part of his plan. Mm-hmm. Last year, so I talked a lot about um, this last year when in the midst of the beginning stages, especially of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, God was not surprised by COVID. He knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. Yeah. He, he was not, What? Pandemic on my creation? How did this happen? No, <laughs> he knew. Um, there's a there's a, a a song. Just just I was at a conference um, at Franciscan University of Steubenville um, as we're recording this last week. Uh, and there's a song that I'd heard, but it, it was a, a Christian uh, song uh, called "Yes I Will." And there's a lyric in the song: "God's the Lord's never late." God's mm-hmm. never late. He mm-hmm. and and that just that that struck me and st- stuck with me. You know, so often part of you know Saul, the Samuel's waiting. late. <laughs> Where the heck are yeah? We're waiting. But then there's something else in the lyrics. So you should pull up the song uh, somewhere, uh, or at least the lyrics. Yes, I will. Uh, I think Vertical Worship. I think is the name of the 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 musician or the the group, the musical group. Um, but the Lord's never late you and i think that he's late because we have control issues we have expectations and expectations Mm -hmm. but do i really believe what i do i really trust that god's way is the best way years ago and i've said this more than once so curtis martin is the founding president of focus Mm -hmm. the fellowship of catholic university students and when he was here for our big um diocesan 125th 25th anniversary celebrations um, the legacy event to cap off a year of celebration. Uh, he was telling a story about his, I think, ninth son who was born with Down syndrome and mm-hmm. just how he had a heart to heart with the Lord about that. And his takeaway from that was um, that the Lord never said that his way is the easiest way, but it's the best way. Mm-hmm. Do I believe that or not? Right. Do I, and not just. Oh, I know that's true. No, do I really believe that yep. or not? So much of our my impatience that well, we're, all right, Lord, where are you? Is because I don't trust. Right. I don't really, really believe that He's a good, good Father who would desires what is best for mm-hmm. me. 
Thoughts? Well, I've heard that that phrase that Renee Leach, like I've seen that one. I, like I said, I have it written down at home. And when I first heard it, I can't remember who I, where I heard it, but they said, if you really did believe it, your life would be very different than Absolutely. it is right now. And that has always like, that again, kind of hurts and it should. Like we should think about that and be like, why isn't my life different if I really say I believe that? So get busy. Yep. <laughs> Go yep. make your life different. Good. So I want to, so that, that actually what I want which are you talking about Kranz or Leach? Me. Right? Oh, you, okay. <laughs> I would never say that to Renee. Leach. So how do we do that though, Renee? I know. I, I, so here, here cause there's a catch 22 here. The point of control issues that I, that I is that I'm think I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me to do something, but, but it's my problem. I keep doing things. You still have to do things, but you maybe pray about them first. I don't know. So this is so so. This is this is to me the first step of letting go and letting God. Is yeah. this stupid cliche? Says, <laughs> what does that mean? How do I? By Lord. I have control issues. Mm-hmm. L- Lord, I don't trust you. I don't. Mm-hmm. Like in my heart of hearts, at least sometimes, I don't believe that you're a good, good father. I do a lot of the times, but there are some times when I, I need you to pry open my hands. Yeah. I need you to take away from me the thing that I'm seizing at. Now, that thing... Um, one of our priests, Father Jim Mason, priest of our diocese, so much of the things that I've given to God have claw marks. <laughs> claw marks. That's a good way to say Why? it because it's totally what's true. Because so what, you don't image? want to give it up. I'm, cl- I'm, yeah. I'm, it, it, he, I, take that away from the Lord, but not really. Mm-hmm. So he's doing, he's, he's answering my prayer, but part of me, while I want him to take it, part of me is clinging, right. is seizing at the thing. So it, to me, it, it's got to be, a, 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 for me, where I've found any freedom in this is by repeatedly, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, Lord, take this away from me. Mm-hmm. Help me open my hands, open my heart so that I can receive from you instead of cling to the thing that I want. Right. Because I do believe and I'm trying to trust <laughs> That you will give me that and that much more. There's a. It, um, do you remember this this cartoon that's around the building? We used it at the women's conference in 2019. Mm, I think I have it. You I have it hanging in my office. So it's a little girl um, yes. who's who's got a teddy bear, mm-hmm. and Jesus is in front of her, and he's holding out one hand, basically inviting her to give him the teddy bear, and behind it he's holding this massive teddy bear. <laughs> And the caption and what the little girl in, in me is saying, the little girl in the, in the, but I love it, Lord. Yeah. But I love it, Lord. But he's like, but do you trust that I've got something even better for you? Right. We want to say, just show me the thing that's behind your back and then I'll give <laughs> Prove you. Prove it to me. <laughs> Prove it, it to because me. Because yeah. I don't believe right. you. Right. So. One of my favorite prayers is the litany of trust, which you haven't seen it that's like that's one of my favorites i say it quite a bit and that'll make you think a little bit so that's our closing thought pray the litany of trust (laughs) good luck with that yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks for being with us today yep
Uh, and that wrap up, wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.